But they could augment the group and be a playoff team if they wanted to, and I, I think mm. they're in a spot where maybe you don't want to do that. I think you're looking at Bradley Beal sweepstakes in the summer. Welcome to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. <sighs> big, big day in D.C., the Washington Wizards. Oh, I didn't even introduce myself. My name is Quinn Mayo, at T-O-Q-M underscore on Twitter and on Instagram. You guys know me, and if you don't know, make sure you follow me on those social media platforms, as well as follow the Locked On Wizards podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Now that that's out the way, the Washington Wizards, pretty active at the trade deadline, some positives. I still think a lot of negatives. Ernie, you're not out of it. You're not out of the crosshairs yet, my guy. You're not. So we're going to jump right into it. It's me right now. Um, Becca's going to be doing her own separate reactions pod. It's just a crazy, crazy schedule. We try to get together, but I have to work and then she doesn't and then she has to work and I don't. So when we get together, we will definitely discuss it together. But right now, we just want to bring you content and our takes right now as quick as possible. And once we get together, it'll be a good thing once again. So let's go ahead and discuss the trade that we're looking at here. A couple trades made by the Washington Wizards. You got the first trade that dropped was um, Otto Porter. He was traded to the Chicago Bulls. And in return, the Wizards got Bobby Porter, Jabari Parker and a 2023 second round pick. Now the second trade that went down was Markeith Morris. Markeith was traded to the Pelicans where he joins his former teammate, Tim Frazier, as well as the guy that came over and um, and joined the Pelicans, was it last year or a year or two ago? Tim Frazier. I mean, not, I said he already joined Tim Frazier, he was there, and then Jason Smith just got traded once again to the Pelicans. So now, kinda got that big three over there. Not talking AD. I'm talking Markeith Morris, Jason Smith, and Tim Frazier holding it down in NOLA. So that was the trade. A lot of people were expecting some other trades to happen, as was I. Um, so that's where we're going to get into a little bit of a critique here. So also in this podcast, I asked you guys for some questions regarding the trade deadline, regarding the future of this team on Twitter. You guys gave me some good ones, so we're going to discuss that jam-packed episode coming right up, and uh, here we go. First trade, this is what everybody wants me to talk about, Otto Porter for Jabari Parker, Bobby Portis, and a 2023 second round pick. Now, I'm going to do grades. I'm going to grade this trade a, I guess I'll give it a C. Now, initially when it happened, it was sort of like the one domino like once you traded auto porter then the rest of things would happen you traded with trevor reza jeff green those expiring guys that you know have some have drawn a lot of interest around the league and uh you go into full tank mode you go into full rebuild however that's not what really happened auto porter was traded and the wizards brought in jabari who is a guy who is known as a score he's on his rookie deal he has an option Oh, well, there's a team option on his contract next year to bring him back in for $20 million. And Bobby Portis, 
Bobby Portis is a guy who's on his rookie deal. He came out today. Well, actually, this, this, this came out today. Or will resurface today that he'll be looking to score at least 16 to 18 million dollars um, on his contract this offseason, which is uh, that's something. I mean, I like Bobby Portis and I like Jabari Parker, um, they're both expirings. No, the Wizards probably won't keep both. I think they're more fascinated with what Bobby Porters can bring opposed to what Jabari Parker brings. However, for the price tag that, that um, Bobby Porters is looking at. I don't know if the Wizards are, you know, too keen on that. But this is just initial reaction because you do, you still have the the second half of the season coming up. Uh, Wizards will be, will be able to kick the tires on these guys, see what they like, see what they don't like, and they'll be able to go from there. So, um, step one of my plan was complete. Send Auto Porter out of here. I'm clapping. I'm happy with you guys. You saw my reaction on Twitter. I, didn't, I barely went to sleep last night. But, yes, Auto Porter is gone. He is in Chicago now. Um, that contract was just, it was just necessary to get that contract off the books. First and foremost, the Wizards are now under the luxury tax after they made that trade for, um, Wesley Johnson, uh, and sent out Marquise Morris. They got under the luxury tax, which is something they've sought to do for, I guess, not even quite some time, just for the past few days. Ted Leonsis came out and, well, I think it was Ernie Grunfeld came out today and said, you know, the injury, the second injury, the Achilles tear. Um, was definitely the the turning point in their decision making in the, in the front office in DC. And now, other than that, if 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 Wall hadn't came out and said that he tore his Achilles, Otto Porter is probably still a wizard right now. So that's how short sighted this organization is. I've been preaching on that for quite some time. But just think about how crazy it is the fact that it took a freak accident of John Wall slipping in the bathtub while already recovering from an injury for the Wizards to say, okay, maybe we should clear ourselves of this stupid contract that Auto Porter is consuming, and um, let's go ahead and build for the future, partially. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But what I'm, what I'm really looking at here is um, I'm looking at the numbers of these guys, and I, I don't think Jabari Parker got a fair shake in um, Chicago. Um this season he's still trying to revive his career from uh you know two acl tears but a couple years ago he was nearly an all-star when he played for milwaukee um this season though he's averaging 14.3 points a game shooting 47.4 percent from the field and a 32 percent um from three-point range he's known as a scorer he's not known for his defense he's a minus on the defensive side of the ball so that's why I think, uh, and then especially with that that twenty million dollars to re-sign him this offseason, that's why I think he's most likely to go. Now with Bobby Portis, he's interesting because right now he's averaging fourteen point seven rebounds, shooting forty five percent from the field. Um, he's a, he's a nice stretch four. He's been that way for the past four seasons. He's young. Um, he has a lot of upside, and he shoots. Uh, you know, he shoots pretty well for for his size. So it'll definitely be interesting to see. I, I like I said, I think they're way more intrigued with Bobby Portis than they are with um, Jabari Parker. So, got the Wizards under the cap. Well, almost got them under the luxury tax. And then the Marquise, I think that move was pretty insignificant. Um, any other way you look at it, like, yeah, Wesley Johnson, he's also an expiring deal. Um, but once they traded Otto Porter, anything was possible. So I knew that um, Marquise was, he wasn't off limits. I thought Jeff Green and Trevor Reza weren't off limits either. And David Aldridge pointed this out as well. He said, after you trade Otto Porter, you're not good enough. Um, you trade Otto Porter Jr. 
bringing Jabari and Bobby Portis, you're now not good enough um, to compete in the East. In the Eastern Conference, they got way stronger today. I mean, Miritich to Milwaukee, Marcus Gasol to Toronto, just uh, Tobias Harris to the Sixers, along with uh, Jonathan Simmons. It's just a, it's, it's a lot going on in the East. So you didn't get better. And then now the Pacers are they're trying to re-up. They're, I think they're about to sign um, Wesley Matthews. We just got bought out by the Knicks. So, yeah, the conference is getting better. The Wizards, you're not good enough. So, at that point, you have to say, okay, well, it's a fire sale. The Lakers were interested in acquiring Trevor Reza. Wizards shut that down, saying that, you know, they want to keep Trevor Reza and re-sign him for the future, as well as Jeff Green. And I'm like, what the? F- what? What? Like, everything was going right, and now I'm about to get my... You, you see how I started being real calm and modest? You know, everything was going right yesterday at around maybe 8 o'clock p.m., 9 o'clock. Everything was going right. You sent out Otto Porter, a bum. Sorry, thanks for your time here, Otto. Georgetown, yeah, all that stuff. You, you, can't, you can't put the ball in consistently in your home rims, a bum. You sent the bum out who got all that money that Ernie gave to him. You sent him out of here. You bring in some guys that are expiring, maybe a guy that you want to bring back for the right price. Send out Marquise, but now you're trying to tell us that you want to sign Trevor Reza long term. C- c- what? For what? The 33-year-old is ecstatic to resign. Of course he's ecstatic to stay with DC. Cause he know Ernie's gonna give him the bag for no reason. What was he gonna do? Go to LA, get a little little cheap contract. Nothing crazy. He know he can secure the bag and finesse Ernie Grunville. His agent was like, hey, look, what you want? I got word that, you know, LA, they're not going to get 80. So, I mean, you're really not going to be competing this year. So what do you want to do? Move your whole family and not compete again? Or you want to go ahead and secure this bag from Ernie? That's probably what his agent told him. And, and Trevor was like, yeah, I'm ecstatic. I want to be here, Ernie. I mean, don't you don't you want me, son? That's basically what he said. So you're going to finesse the bag from Ernie Grunfeld. Whatever it is that Ernie gives him to resign is too, is too much. Unless it's a minimum, it's too much. Move on. Stop hanging on to the past. You initially brought him in to make a playoff run. And Jeff Green, that's what you brought in here for. Now that that is not in the in the picture, in the works, there's no reason to still have these two guys on the roster. And I like Jeff Green. I think Jeff, Jeff Green's been really, really good. He's been a, a definitely been a bright spot on this team. But... What, what, why, why sign him for a long-term deal down the road or anything moderate? I don't, I don't understand. I really don't understand that. So that was stupid. I'm going to go have, go on a limb say that was dumb. These guys should have been moved. You could have got some draft picks for them. So the Wizards basically just had a whole bunch of cap dumps. That's all it is. A whole bunch of cap dumps. Um, didn't move Yamahimi's contract. Could have maybe attached a second to that and moved it somewhere. But, you know, you can't really believe in uh, everything's too good to be true. You can't really believe in what you see from Ernie Grunfeld and Ted Leonsis. Now, um, I mean, I think I pretty much covered everything in terms of my initial reactions um, to the trade. I did tell you guys that I think Bobby Portis is more likely to be back. I just really want to see how this team plays um, going on. Also, if I'm Bradley Bill. I look around, I say, well, my guy, my guy, John, you know, regardless if we we love each other, we just like each other or not, um, he's out. It's hard being a star by myself. And I think it's a lot of a lot of thoughts going through his head. One, if I make all NBA third team, I can secure a Supermax. I can secure a Supermax on this squad. I'll be eligible. I can secure the bag. 
but DC's trash. Do I care about my career? What about my future? People obviously want me. There's interest in running the league for me. But do I want to stay here with the team that has no direction, no leadership, same coaching staff, same coach that I take the clipboard out of his hands and call my own plays? Do I really want to stay here and, and play for a, for a GM that doesn't really care about furthering the careers and the success of the team? Just is cool with being mediocre. The guy that I said F you to, or the guy that I popped off on, excuse me, um, in the same practice that John Wall said F you to Scott Brooks. Do I really want to stay here? Or do I want to go and be better someplace else? I look I look at next year and John Wall's not going to be here. Who knows what this team's going to look like next year? What is it going to be? Bradley Bill, Trevor Reza, Bobby Portis, Jeff Green, and Tomas Sadoransky. I don't even know if Sadow's coming back, but Thomas Bryant, we're holding it down here for the for what? What are you going to do in the East with that squad? <clears throat> Absolutely nothing. Now, you could say, okay, well, you know, they don't like they're going to be doing anything. They do have some money to bring in a free agent this offseason. Honestly, let's let's not don't let the mainstream media fool you about this whole the Wizards have space and money to be players in free agency again. Let me tell you something. Let's be realistic. Don't let them push that agenda on you. Don't let it happen. Ain't no free agents coming to D.C., my guy. Boogie's not coming. Kevin Durant definitely not coming. Now, KD might leave. I'm not coming to D.C. For what? For what? To waste a year? Sorry. He's not coming to D.C. Boogie's not coming to D.C. Kawhi's not coming. AD's not coming. He's not even a free agent this offseason. All, all these big-time, big-ticket free agents, Kyrie, not a single one of them is going to come to D.C. This is why it only makes sense that Bradley Bill looks at this situation and says, we're screwed. I got to do what's best for my career. And Bill, nobody will hate you if you move on. Nobody, and it doesn't really matter if they hate you or not because it's for your career. But nobody will hate Bill if he moves on. He get, He's given his all to this team. He's done the most he can. Even where we're clamoring as fans for Bill to sit or not play as much or to for the wish to tank and do all these things. Bill's a constant guy. He's a guy that's out there. He's going hard. He's going 110%. He's playing the minutes. He's not complaining. He keeps a positive outlook on everything. He's a he never bashes the front office. We know when Ted makes statements, he supports them. He does everything right. He does everything right. So if he leaves and if he demands a trade, which I think he should, I think he should demand a trade at the end of this offseason. If a new coach and new general manager is not and uh, does not come into Capital One Arena, you have to go. Now, if a new GM and a new coach comes in, you got to see what they're about. You know what I'm saying? If if a, if a guy that has his head on his shoulder, David Griffin, if he walks through, you know, um, who else? Who else? Sam Pressy. Um, who else? Just somebody outside of the organization, not not uh, not a guy that's already in the in the house that gets um, promoted to the GM responsibilities. No, somebody that. That can come in and make a change, and he he cleans house and gets rid of Scott Brooks, and then brings in a, a a fortified coach, a coach that has an offensive philosophy, that has his head on his shoulders, that knows how to get the most out of his players. Anything better than Scott Brooks? If that comes in, comes walking in those those doors, then I think about it and I say, okay, maybe I'll, I'll give him a try and see and see what this new regime can do for me. But if it's still Ernie Grunfeld, if it's still Scott Brooks, say goodbye. I want out. Trade me. Trade me or else. Because either I'm going to hit free agency and leave you with nothing, or you can trade me right now and get something for me. Simple as that. Simple as that. So, 
that's my play. That's my initial thoughts right now. A quick recap before I go to break, and then I'll take some of your questions. One, I grade the trade of Otto Porter for Jabari Parker, um, Bobby Porter's in the 2023 second rounder. I grade that a C. The trade for Markeith and Wesley Johnson, I don't really care. It's not really significant enough. You got under the luxury tax. Woohoo. I don't really care. That's a C minus. I, I really don't care about that. Those are my two grades. And for Bradley Bill, you got to demand a trade at the end of the season. If this stays the same at the end of the year, got to go. Got to demand a trade. So I'm going to take a quick, quick commercial break. Sing you to our sponsors. We got to pay these light bills. When we come back, I will take some of your questions, take a deep dive into the rest of the season, and see where the Wizards go from here. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Locked On Wizards, part of the Locked On Network, your daily news from local experts. I'm your host today, Quentin Mayo, at TOQM underscore on Twitter and on Instagram. Now, a few of you guys sent in some questions for me on this podcast. I'm going to address those. And uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Now, first question I got is, uh, can we trade Ernie to the Chinese League, or does this tariff make that complicated? Yeah, my guy, I think the tariff makes it a bit complicated, man. You can't trade Ernie. Wish you could. I definitely wish we could trade Ernie or do something. Somebody, uh, one of my coworkers at, at my job yesterday asked me, what would you trade to to get Ernie out of here as the general manager? And I said, you know, probably, probably the rights to my first child and um, probably six first-round picks to get him out of here. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. I'm serious as a heart attack. Get Ernie out of here. So that was the first question. Now, same question I got since we're talking about Ernie. Will Ernie get fired if the Wizards do not make the playoffs? If that is the stipulation, Ernie is gone. If, if that's it. If, if not making the playoffs is that important to Ted Leonsis that it'll cost Ernie Grunfeld his job, uh, let's do it. Let's not make the playoffs. I don't think the Wizards make the playoffs. I've been saying that from game one to now. I do not think they make the playoffs. Um, we're not game one. Let me not. Let me not size. Probably by the 10 game mark, I knew this team was not making the postseason. So I've been saying it since then. If the Wizards don't make the playoffs, will Ernie get fired? Man, I don't know. Ted. Ted. Ernie must have something on Ted. I don't know what's going on. Um, Ernie has been absolutely positively terrible for a long long time and it's so odd to see a, a, a owner in Ted Leonsis that knows what it takes to have a winning team in the, in the Washington Capitals why does he allow this mediocrity to continue I just don't understand what the fascination is with Ernie Grunfeld like I don't know if he I just don't know I'm really confused so um, will Ernie get fired at the Wizards don't make the play? I guess I gotta make a decision. I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. I think that this is one of the few times that we've seen Ted come out and talk about what his priorities are in terms of um, something that's as pertinent as this season. He said on WTOP, he was talking about how um, the playoffs are important. He did not say that um, he would make a change if if um, they don't make the playoffs, but the way that's the, the tone of his voice when he said, you know, the playoffs are definitely important. We want to make the playoffs. That's the goal. And if, if the playoffs aren't made, you know, it's, it's some changes do need to be made. So everything needs to be assessed. I think he was saying there, like, hey, if this squad doesn't make the postseason, it's wraps. And I do think that um, it took Ted to intervene to get Otto Porter off the books. I think that Ernie was still going to ride the wave that uh, this team was going to make the playoffs, how it was constructed. I don't think he was going to make any change. And I think Ted intervened and said, look, enough is enough. 
one thing you're not going to do is have me paying repeater tax you give me another luxury tax ship auto out of here and i think that's also a reason why they didn't trade jeff green and trevor reza i don't think it's that they want these guys long term i think that they're actually going to try to make a push to make the playoffs with this team right now it's not a full-out tank now if they would have traded um jeff green and, and trevor okay yeah i think they've conceded and i think some changes would definitely be in play i don't think ernie would have made those changes but ted's like look i'm not paying the luxury tax again get us out of the situation or else you sent send auto porter out of here whatever you get for him you get for him and there you have it that's your squad so i don't think it was a thing i really don't think like this whole we want to sign trevor reason long term and all that stuff i don't think that's really what's being said i think that's just uh that's just smoke and mirrors i think they're going to try to make a playoff push with jabari parker jeff green trevor reza bobby portis tomas hataransi thomas bryant bradley bill and uh wesley johnson so yeah i mean did the wizards get better uh i think they did get better slightly um auto porter is struggling with some injuries you know he's had that nagging toe the knee injury it's just time for him to get a change of scenery um i think jabari parker is a, a guy that brings a lot on the offensive end uh, i think he was he was really good in milwaukee uh, dealt with two acl tears however um he has no interest in playing defense and it's not like he's going to get coached into playing better defense because that's not what scott brooks does you see what this team does on the defensive end right now and um so yeah i don't i don't think it, it it's a drastic improvement but i think it is an improvement for a guy that's kind of seek constantly seeking to score and make and make plays in jabari opposed to kind of a more passive catch and shoot guy that's not really known for iso scoring and things of that nature i think jabari fits right in the mold of a guy who just wants to go get buckets and that's not what auto was um, in terms of Bobby Portis, I think Bobby Portis is a really talented young guy. I think he knows that this season and the money that he's chasing is, um, you know, it, it hinges upon his performance this offseason. Well, this season. So if he really wants to get that 16 to 18 million dollar a year contract, he's going to have to do a lot. And he's less, uh, what, 40 games or so um, to secure that, if not with the Wizards somewhere else. So we'll see. We'll definitely see. Um, but I do think they get a little bit better. I still don't think they make the playoffs. And after what Milwaukee has shown, they will do to you. Now, with the when playing Milwaukee without for the first time without um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you defeated the you defeated them. And a lot of people on Twitter tried to get at me and saying this team is still really good without Giannis. Is that in the third? And I'm like, yeah, shut up. We'll see. They meet again in a couple weeks. I guess I guarantee Giannis will be back. We'll see what happens then. You meet Giannis again, no Eric Bledsoe, you get smashed, Giannis drops 40, 37 on you. <clears throat> um, on your floor. Okay, well, we still play tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward to uh, about five games or so after that. You go to Milwaukee and get ran out the gymnasium. <laughs> you get ran out the gymnasium. Oh, but the Wizards came back and they cut it, man. Whenever the Milwaukee Bucks want to get a bucket, they got a bucket. When they were chilling, they were clearly chilling. They let the Wizards kind of creep back in. Cut it to seven. Cut it to nine. Nah. Nah. Milwaukee had total control of that game. It wasn't even close. Giannis went for 40 plus. Once again. I don't travel or not. I don't care. He's just superior. He's a once-in-a-lifetime athlete. And Eric Blesso had his way. Everybody had their way with you. And they'll probably and they were at home. The crowd was lit. Home home court advantage is real. This team is trying to make a really tough push. Um, or have a strong finish to this this uh, stretch before All Star break. Come back and gear up for the postseason. 
And not only did they smack you around a day before the and a few hours before the trade deadline, not only did they smack you around, then at the before the trade line deadline, they sent out Stanley Johnson and Jason Smith. Stanley Johnson, who they just acquired, Jason Smith, who they just acquired a couple weeks ago, well, a, a month and a half ago, Stanley Johnson a couple days ago. Flip that and the Wizards pick for uh, what was it, Jody Meeks or something like that. Flip that to send it to New Orleans, who didn't answer the phone for anybody besides them, to bring back Nikola Miritich. Are you out of your mind? They don't stand a chance against, they don't stand a chance. And then you might say, you know what? Well, the East really, really got good. I don't know if, you know, I don't know if the Bucks are necessarily the one seed. You might argue maybe the, you know, the addition of Marcus also the Raptors makes them the one seed or the addition of, uh, of um Tobias Harris makes the Sixers a one seed. I don't care what whatever whichever way you're looking at it, it's bad for the Wizards. Because now you can get smacked by the Bucks that who just added Nikola Mirtich, who have smacked you without him. Get smacked by Tobias and Boban and and um JJ Reddick, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. You can get smacked by Kawhi Leonard and Marcus Saul, who might even be coming off the bench. Serge Ibaka, Danny Green, OG Ananobi. Like, pick your poison. You're still going to get smacked. That's what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. It's, it's nothing. I don't think they make the playoffs. And even if they do, it's a wrap. So, they might as well just go ahead and let that ship sail. Fire any ground for that this season. If that's important to Ted, we'll move on from there. So, uh, that was a long answer to that question. So, that's two questions in the bag. Another question I got. Should the Wizards re-sign any of the guys that they acquired from the Auto Porter and Keith Morris trades? Bobby Porter's won $16 million. Looks like, okay. So, yeah, like I said, um, I think Bobby is the most likely candidate. Um, he wants 16 mil, like I said. We got to see. Got to see how they look for the rest of the season. Everything is plausible. Bobby's, like I said, for the 15th time. I got to stop talking about Bobby Portis. Jesus. He, didn't he smack Nikola Miritich? Yeah. And his eyeballs, I, I will never be able to unsee that. He smacked Nikola Miritich. So, um, yeah, I think they're, they're, they're looking at him. But for that $16 million uh, price tag, you know, Definitely think the Wizards are more focused on bringing back Sadoransky and maybe Thomas Bryant before they look to bring up back a guy who does this, the sample size of their performance is only, you know, 30 games or so. So we'll see. Injuries happen. Things happen. Things change in the league. So we'll see by the end of the season. But I think if they look to resign a guy, I think for the a billionth time, goodness gracious, that Bobby Boris is the most likely candidate. Another question I got. Any other potential teams try to, will try to acquire Sadoransky in the offseason? Great question. I think that Sadoransky was a guy that people ignored in terms of the fact that um, at the trade deadline, people were inquiring about Tomas. Um, the the Wizards kind of like got under the cap, and I heard my guy, um, Wob, I can't remember his name. Y'all know Rob Perez. Um, he was talking on Twitter. I was hearing him talking. I talked to him a little bit about... Um, you know what the Wizards were doing, and he's saying that they're trying to get under the luxury tags solely for the reason of re-signing Tomas Sadoransky. Like that's the goal this offseason. And personally, I don't believe the Wizards should re-sign Tomas Sadoransky. I don't know what he's going to be looking for in terms of a price tag, but I think you just clean, you clean house. Honestly, Tomas is going to be a guy that even though his numbers don't blow you out the water, he's been playing good enough, and he keeps his mouth shut. He plays well enough to, to get some attention around the league. 
and he's a great he's a not a great he's a good European player who's athletic sneaky athletic can knock down open shots can play making is just a solid all-around guy who, who gives you effort <clears throat> I think teams will definitely be clamoring for him this offseason look at teams like the Spurs um, Orlando Magic they just made some changes there um, they have some young point guards it's a lot of teams around the league. I look at Spurs, Magic, and uh, I had one more team I was thinking of. I can't remember it. But he'll he'll have a market this offseason. It depends on what people are willing to pay him as well. I think he will um, demand quite a bit of money. I don't know if he's going to be giving a discount to the Wizards team as though this might be his only payday. He's done so much for DC and kind of been um, at the forefront of the Everybody Eats movement with John Wall being out with injury. So I do think he'll try to get the bag and uh, he's not going to fumble it. So I would not, I wouldn't bring a uh, Saturday back. Not that I don't like him, but I just think that if you're going to go into this thing, uh, you go into this wholeheartedly. You you embrace the tank. You embrace that you're not good enough to be in the postseason now. And you go ahead and you get as far under the cap as possible and try to restructure this thing to a new direction. So I guess I'll end with this, what I would do going forward. This is my f- six, seven. I don't have uh, you know points number, but this is my 10 point plan on how the Wizards change. Um, the one, the tweet that I tweeted out talking about they need to trade Otto Porter. I'll just kind of based off of that. Step one was trade Otto Porter. You did that. Got under the cap, got some expiring contracts. Good. My step two was the trade. Well, this was 1A. You need to trade a reason, Jeff Green, blah, blah, blah. That did not happen. I think they should have done that, but they're really trying to, Ernie's trying to save his job and trying to make the postseason, which is stupid. So they didn't do that. But from this point on, um, heading to the offseason, this is what you do. You kick the tires on uh, Bobby Portis, kick the tires on Jabari Parker. I think you try to bring Thomas Bryant back. I don't think it's going to be a huge market for Thomas Bryant. I think it'll be a bigger market for Tomas Adoransky instead of Thomas Bryant. Um, Bryant can be like your little ace in the hole. We all know that um, Dwight Howard is going to opt back into the deal this offseason, that player option. If he doesn't, I'll be thoroughly surprised. But we we can assume that he's going to opt back in, and that'll be, a I think that's about eight. Is that eight mil on the books? I'll check that. But, yeah. Seeing as though he'll probably opt back into the the deal, it's it's no reason to you know keep any extra guys around. You want to get as much cap as possible. So yeah, if he opts back in, that'll be an extra 5.6 if he opts out. Same, uh, give or take. So yeah, let Tomas walk. Give Thomas Bryant a, a fair deal. He's a young guy with some potential. Um, you can't trade Thomas Tomas Sadoransky for anything now. You can't trade Jeff Green or. Trevor Reason for any picks, which was dumb. So you kind of pigeonholed yourself with that. You get a new front office, you fire any Grunfeld, you bring in the most the most adequate um, sound GM that you can find who wants to bring in a coach. And you let him come run the show. You don't hire your own coach. You let him come on, come on, run the show. I would definitely prefer bringing in a guy like um <clears throat> I really liked I liked what David Blatt did. Um, you know, but coaching LeBron is is no easy task. But I also like um Mark Jackson, love Mark Jackson, and I think that a guy that's not getting enough respect around the league is um, is it, is it Jerry Stackhouse, Coach Stack? Yeah, I don't think he'll he'll make it, you know, as a coach of the DC family. But I think you would, I would prefer you bring in a GM who has a staff who wants to bring in and coach staff, let him run the show, and then you have a decision to make. Hey, do we want to build around Bradley Bill or do we want to trade him? Which I think he demands a trade. Trade him, get some assets for him, and then move on from there. So, bring a GM, new coach, trade Bradley Bill, get some assets, rebuild through the draft, um, retain Thomas Bryant, 
And if Bobby Portis is willing to take less than 16 mil, I would give him that contract. However, you might be able to give him 16 mil if he does good enough for this last stretch of the season. Because if you don't have Bradley Beal in the books, you don't have to pay that tax either, which is good if you bring back some expirings for him, which is amazing. So completely wash away everything that Ernie Grunfeld has had his hands on. And you start from scratch and you rebuild the culture first. And then you kill the guys on the court in a good way. Fundamentally sound basketball and offensive philosophy. Um, a coach that the players can trust, they respect, and want to fall in line with. And then with John Wall. What do you do with John Wall? It's a, it's a great question. It's a great question. And I think that question deserves its own podcast. So what a great segue to the end of this show. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your pods. Also, follow me on Twitter. My name is Quinn Mayo at T-O-Q-M underscore. That's on Instagram as well. Make sure you follow the Locked on Wizards podcast. Myself, Becca, MVP, we're holding it down. We'll see how the rest of this season plays out. And uh, one more thing before I leave. DC, DC family. family. I'm out of here.